This is Alma Santa. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stump. Sportos and motorheads, geeks, bloods, wastoids, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. March 14, 2015, 3.14.15. Broadcasting from the La Flor Dominicana Studios, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Today is Pi Day. 3.14.15, blah, 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 blah. 9265-3589. The circumference of any cylinder, including... A cigar. So it works out perfect today. Today we light up a cigar made just for today, the pie cigar. And I am back. Back from Havana, Cuba. Actually, Cuba, all over Cuba. Uh, what was it like? How was the food? How can you do it? Uh, did I bring anything home? Those answers and actually a full report in just a bit. We got Old Fod Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morrison, Bad News Barry, along with Mr. Jonathan. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, we are high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop right here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on YouTube or iTunes or SoundCloud and you can set it and forget it on all of them. There we go. And that's what you should do. So I have just returned from Cuba this morning. I would like to say last night, but it was actually this morning because of traffic and delays and all kinds of crap like and that. And what a bummer this is for me. I was up until midnight with show prep. I was rocking. I was going through my best announcer's voice. How am I going to open the show? What jokes am I going to tell? I had my show sheet all set up, and I get a text from you at midnight, and I didn't even respond to it. I just threw my phone down and said, that's it. I'm going to bed. I landed. It was tough because I missed a connecting flight. Uh, was about two and a half hours late in Cuba for the flight to get out. And then by the time I got there, there was no way to make the connector. And then it was a, a fight to see what flight I could get. And I had somebody picking me up, uh, which I tried to talk out of it. And, and he said, no way. You were definitely picking, picking us up. So we got a we – um, this will be a first for the Cigar Authority. This will be a first. Uh, we're going to smoke Cuban cigars today because I came back from Cuba. And they're These illegal. This they is are illegal. legal Cuban cigars. So I got some Monte Cristos. I got some Cohibas. I have Partagas, uh, actually a full box of Partagas, a, a box of 10 Selection Privada. And I think that's the way we should go just so we can smoke the same thing because everything else is different. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Could so. I have the one that was licked? 
Uh, that would be uh, take your pick. <laughs> yeah, you need a uh... yeah. I need a knife. Uh, I left it sealed. I haven't seen what the cigars are inside the box. This is the 2014 limited edition Potagus. Um, I got this at the Potagus factory and got the last box. The last box of limited release Potagus. No, the last box of Potagus in the Potagus factory. The factories aren't really what they tend to be. They, they make all kinds of different cigars at the particular cigar factory. So you go in the H. Upman factory, they may or may not be making H. Upmans there. They have cigars. Uh, oh, how, how nice. Oh, wow. There Those look go. gorgeous. There we go. So uh, take one down, pass it around. Those remind me of my first wife. So this is the first time I'm actually looking at the cigar again. There was only one box of these. So uh, I bought the whole box. And um, this is a um, legal Cuban cigar. Even though it was just made a year ago, I'm allowed to bring back $100 worth of Cuban cigars. And this box of 10 was... A little more than a hundred dollars, but it says a hundred dollars on the box, because, in the bottom of the box, because the dollar, although weaker than the U.S. the U.S. dollar is weaker than the Cuban dollar, a dollar goes a long way. Okay. And they will do so he, anything for you. He gave him an extra dollar. I gave him. <laughs> I tipped. I tipped. So. Uh, Barry, you didn't even know the cigar was coming, so you can't tell us anything about it. No, nope, Partagas. It's the it's the Edition Limitada 2014 from the Partagas uh, brand in Cuba. And other than that, I don't know a thing about it. Well, I absolutely know it's real. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the good thing is that it actually has a year on it because uh, I'll get into um, the freshness of the cigars and things like that as we go on. But uh, let's begin. Let's let's start this off because I, I actually haven't had enough cigars. I've been chain smoking for a week. I smoked probably 50 Cuban cigars. And you in, didn't in post all that many because you had some Internet issues. There, <laughs> there, there hardly is any Internet. You know, I, I got what I could. I got an hour on the Internet and put a bunch of pictures on there. And uh, we went from hotel to hotel. Again, I'll get into this whole thing. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while other, other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And uh, here we go. Give this thing a cut, and we're going to take a dry draw just to see for taste and if there's a draw. Mm. i got a perfect cold drawer on mine. Me, me too. That's the good news. Yeah. Good Mine's news. a little tight. A little tight, but I can deal with it. Because I like the risotto coloring of the wrapper. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's kind of that reddish, brownish yeah. hue. Now, here is the aroma that I always get of a, of a cigar as I smell the cigar in the foot of the cigar, the hay, the barnyard. This would, yeah, this would be if you made – I'm watching a, a new show on TV called The Last Man on Earth, and they don't have any meat because there's no animals. There's just two people living on the planet. So this chick makes meatballs out of raisins. And this is what I would imagine a raisin meatball would smell like if it was in a, uh, a barnyard. Okay. I kind of got a little bit of uh, a little manure, a little compost. Yeah, yeah. Very faint, but and, it's there. And, and there ain't much manure down there, I'll mm. tell you that. Uh, okay, we're going to light her up. What we're using it? the Vertigo Injector. This is a twenty-seven ninety-nine 
lighter. With a quad jet, it is one of the lighters that does change color. Yeah, it turns red. So you can see it on a, uh, a sunny day, which we don't have here. In I the, would have been like a magician down there with this lighter. Yeah, because would they would have looked at it turn red and said, oh, magic. I did have a jet lighter. I did bring uh, two vertigos with me. Nice. Uh, Cyclones? Yes. It's the only one you can fly with. And you can only fly with it because they, it looks like a two-ounce bottle of liquid. I have so much to talk about, but there's a great story on refilling that lighter. I went into the um, cigar store that was inside the hotel, and I brought two of those lighters. But, again, I smoked so many cigars, plus the people I was with, that we were outdoors. And let me borrow your lighter as opposed to a little Bic or whatever it was that was out there. And uh, the tanks emptied out eventually. So uh, I wanted to go buy some fuel. Sure. And they, the lady said um, she didn't have any fuel to sell, but she has a can of it. So I could use it. So I said, okay. And then she went, she put the can down and she went to wait on the man that was there to buy cigars. So I'm looking around at the counter and there's her pen. So I wanted to push on the yeah, bottom of the lighter it. and let the propellant out so yeah. I could get a good fill because who knows if I'm going to be able to fill this thing up again. So I got the pen and I pushed it on the bottom of the thing and the pen blew up. Uh. I mean blew up. Ink and springs and everything comes out and this turns out to be the pen. Oh, my There is God. a pen. This is the pen. Was. The, uh, the lady comes over, and she is horrified that I blew up her pen, and I made a mess, and I'm horrified. I don't know what to do, and uh, so <laughs> I took $20 out, and I put it in her hand, and she was so happy. <laughs> She was so happy. You she gave wanted, her two-thirds of her pay for she, the month. She wanted me to break a window or something. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> <Here's> a rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was uh, the, ne- the next to the last day going, and I broke her pen. And uh, it's a hotel. I'm sure she could find another pen, but I Maybe felt not. terrible. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, a pretty interesting trip, and I'm going to get into day by day by day of it and exactly what happened and what we did uh, on each day. Um, uh, but I had the opportunity. This was, uh, for me, the the key thing on my bucket list. Everybody's got a bucket list, things they want to do before they kick the bucket, right? This was up there, and I can't thank Colin Ganley enough for uh, pulling this off for me and letting me, uh, give me the opportunity to do it. I learned so much. I mean, I was uh, taking everything I could possibly take in. Uh, I learned a lot. It is not what I thought it was. It's very different. I'm going to get into that in the next segment. Well, as I say, we'll go through every single day and tell you everything I saw of it. I recommend it if you have the opportunity to go and you do have the opportunity to go. I think now is the time to do it. Uh, A lot of things are improving in that country, you probably want to see it now before it does improve. Um, because yeah, this it, is it'll where, become very Americanized. This is where time stopped. You know, it stopped in 1960, and that's where it is left off. You can see, and, I, and the people I talk to say, oh, dramatic things happened since the day um, that the uh, president said that, yeah. the, that um, they're going to start relationships. They had lots of changes since then. So you had Fidel Castro that uh, left power and the brother comes in. Uh, things improved. They, they went uh, forward a bit. 
then um, when uh, the U.S. president says, okay, we're going to um, loosen up relationships, things dramatically improved, and they believe that the Cuban embargo, complete Cuban embargo against the U.S. is going to happen very, very soon. I heard it from many, many people. So They uh, believe in Cuba. They believe in Cuba that this is just about ready to go. They're gearing up for it. They're liquor, the uh, rum companies. And I got some rum here, by the way. Uh, I brought little... Um, Little nips. Little nips of um, Havana Club rum. Uh, so there's the seven-year, the 15-year, the whatever it is. You, you know your rum's better than uh, me, Barry. But I did go for a tour and learned a lot about rum. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, having a little of that later. Okay. I'm uh, concentrating. I'm actually losing, losing, losing my thought process of looking at these pies that are here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how two of them wound up in front of me. <laughs> I'm not sure about that either. Yeah. It's and asking for trouble. It is. I've already uh, took already, it a little yeah, piece you of took crust. A bite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little surprised at the uh, construction of the cigar. It's uh it's mushy. A lot of the cigars down there, first off, the humidity was a high level anyway, but um cigars seemed underfilled and overhumidified. Every single now, they, it would make sense that they would be overhumidified because I doubt that they have climate control. There's, hum, there's humidors. There's humidors. There's humidors, but that would be to make sure that there's humidity. Unless they have a, an electronic or some sort of active system to draw humidity out, you're stuck. If you got 90 percent humidity, it's 90 percent humidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you true. You just lock it in a box. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they've got Davidoff humidors down there that suck in moisture out of them. So that would account for the overhumidification, which might might account for the under, being underfilled. Yeah. Because you don't want that uh, that wrapper to split. So you got to underfill it because you don't have room in that cigar for the tobacco to expand. Yeah, I, I watched them make it. It didn't seem like they were underfilling cigars. Uh, as a matter of fact, they have a history of overfilling a cigar in the point that there is no good, there's no draw. That is the usual. Now, are they overcompensating at this point based on that and saying, okay, we want to get into the American market and they're not happy with the draw? Because you do hear Europeans, they smoke a cigar from another country. They say the draw is too easy. Yeah. They're used to a tight draw. This is a little tight. Not mine. No, not mine. Mine's definitely loose. Mine's not. I wouldn't say mine's underfilled either. Mine feels like a straw that has a hole in it. A straw that has a hole in it. You're Don't not getting, all straws have at least two holes? Yeah, well, this would be a third hole. Giggity. Making it a special straw. <laughs> but mine tastes a little bit like a, uh, a Monte Cristo. Well, <laughs> I had a lot of Monte Cristos, and the Monte Cristos taste like the pot, I guess. I'm tasting taste. Bolivar. <laughs> yeah. They, they're uh, very interesting how they, how they make cigars. And they, uh, again, I'll, I'll get into the whole thing uh, because I kind of wrote notes. I got four pages of notes and, and go day by day. But I want to tell you everything. Uh, but it will probably be easier that way. But um, we ask our listeners um, to tell us about something, Barry, each and every week. Yep. And uh, we've been putting up these questions. And they've been really successful. I've noticed the votes going up each and every week. Um, last week we asked people, how many cigars do you smoke a week on average? Yes. Um, there was options from one to two all the way up to 20 or more. 
Would that count as 50? Because last week I smoked 50. Yeah, you would be 20 or more. Okay. Um, our listeners and our readers of the website smoke an average of one to two a week, 22% of Isn't them. that amazing that they're listening to a, a, a show about cigars, so they're really into it, but still it's only a couple of cigars a week. Yeah, and second place was three to four, and third place was seven to eight. So evidently nobody cares about five or six. Wow. Um, but it seems, you know... So seven to eight is, is one cigar a day. One cigar a day. I, sometimes I'll do seven and or eight in one and, day. And that's not – we're in the business of the cigar business. I would imagine the people in the – well, we've got alcoholics out there. I'm thinking people in the rum business that they're drinking more than uh, – but, again, we, we pulled off probably more than the, the average person on that mm-hmm. also. But, wow, isn't that something? So uh, this – Knowing that there was an import of 250 million cigars last year into the United States and that the average person is two cigars a week to a maximum of one cigar a day, there's not many of us. No, there isn't. We're a minority. Oh, my God. It's a small, small little. We're a part of an elite fraternity. We sure are. We sure are. So th- go there. Yeah. So this okay. week we asked the question of how do you light your cigar? Do you prefer matches? Soft flame lighter, a jet lighter like we use every week here on the show, or cedar spills. See, it, and it was funny. Uh, I'll get into uh, the tasting at the H. Upman factory. We actually, uh, six of their Cuban tasters, that's what their job is, that they sit in a room and they taste the cigar and they evaluate it every single day of each batch of 1,000 cigars. We joined them together and went through the whole process with them. Pretty amazing. They lit, but they lit the cigar with the cedar spill. They lit the cedar spill, and that's how they did it in the factory. Which inspired these week's questions because I've seen pictures in the factory okay. where they where they use the cedar spills yeah, to yeah. light the cigar. I did it the other day. I lit a cigar with a cedar spill, and it was nothing but just ash all over my shirt, and it was a mess, and it didn't change the flavor. It didn't add enhance in any way. You know, maybe what? the the experience of it. But when I lit my Vertigo lighter, they all looked and came over to me. They were using the cedar spill because mm-hmm. they lit up for us. They're showing us what to do. Mm-hmm. And I chose to use my triple jet vertigo <laughs> lighter, and they all came over wow. to look at it and use it. It was almost like I was a magician. Ooh, look at fire. This must have been what it was like when they invented fire. Yeah. You the guy. Yeah. <laughs> they liked it. They would not. They would rather the vertigo lighter than the cedar spill. The problem is they don't have the vertigo lighter. So how do they light the cedar spill? The flint? With a match. Two rocks and a stick. No. They have matches. Um, they have little, didn't say um, Bic on it, but it's a Bic-looking lighter. <laughs> I saw those around. Um, but there was no, not one jet lighter, not one metal body lighter, nothing. How about you, cutters? You probably saw. Not many cutters, uh, but cheap, cheap stuff that was there. You know, nothing elaborate, uh, but cheap plastic cutters. Um, because t- typically I can get away with not having a cutter, except for when it comes to torpedoes. Monte Cristo number two, this is what they tricked us on to try to, you know, uh, we're not going to tell you what the cigar is. I look at the cigar. It's a, it has everything but the band on it. I know exactly what cigar it is. Okay. So we're going to taste the cigar. Well, there's a Monte Cristo short torpedo. Right. Um, so one of the times I'm, you know, given that cigar and I don't have a cutter. And oh. I, I, they did bring me a cutter finally of 
a cheap plastic single blade. Did, is there wealth there? I mean, no, no, no. no. The, the chat room is saying that you with the with the jet, with the lighter, the triple flame lighter, mm. you are now the trendsetter because everybody in Cuba will be looking oh, my to goodness. that, and it will be referred to as the they, Garofalo way of life. They have them. Oh. I brought two, and they're in Cuba. <laughs> they're there so they can. Tell the story of the of the fat man that came to the country. <laughs> with the, with he blows up pens. Came up. Yeah, <laughs> the overtips. Yeah. Oh god. Oh my goodness. So uh, again, the question for this week is: What method do you use to light your cigar? Matches, soft flame, jet lighter, cedar spill. And they go on to the cigarauthority.com. The cigarauthority.com on the right hand side in the in the third column. About three advertisements down, there is the poll where you enter your poll. You can only vote once. It's set up where it tracks it. You can only do it one time unless you have multiple computers in multiple locations. Why don't you just tell them how to cheat? Yeah, nice. and that's how you do it. There you go. So let's do it. I'm a Jet Flame guy myself. Today is March 14, 2015. It's time for this classic day brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. Now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including. The Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste. The Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor. Or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, and this is uh, the best without going over. We're guessing what year it was. We have an actor, a composer, a scientist, and an entrepreneur. Is Mr. Jonathan the champion right now still? Yes. I think I am. I think you are too. You are. Okay, today is March 14th. It is Albert Einstein's birthday today. Scientist, iconic genius, and legendary theorist, psychologist, and formulated the theory of relativity, mass energy equivalence. Born in Germany, he came to America when Hitler rose to power and worked on the Manhattan Project, which developed the atomic bomb. Today is Albert Einstein's birthday, the late great. He was born today. What year, Mr. Jonathan? Well, Dave, I'm going to say it's 1875. 1875, Barry Stein. 1893. 1893. 1860. 1860, what did you say? 1875. 75 for the point. It's 1889. That's very close, Ooh. Mr. Jonathan. I think you did your homework. I did not. You did not. I had it because I didn't want to cheat. Look at it. I had the notes here. If you didn't show up today, then I had to remind myself to okay. look that up. Okay. So, Barry Stein, today is uh, Billy Crystal's birthday. Billy Crystal, comedian, actor who starred in the popular films City Slickers, Forget Paris, Analyze This, Analyze That. He received a American Comedy Award for a leading role when Harry met Sally. He received a scholarship to Marshall University to play baseball. He was born today. Billy Crystal, what year? 1950. 1950, he says. 49. 49, and Mr. Jonathan? I got 39. 39 for the point. It's 48. 
think you did your homework. I did not. I did not. <laughs> Why would I leave myself a note if I looked it up already? Okay. Uh, Mr. Chuck Morrison, today is Quincy Jones' birthday. Quincy Jones, I'm going to answer Jonathan's question. It gives you plausible deniability. Ah, that's true. Set yourself up for it. Composer, influential rec- record and television producer, arranger, and musician of many film scores, classic albums, and hit songs. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2013 and received 79 Grammy Award nominations, 29 Grammy Award wins, produced the Michael Jackson hit album Thriller. You may know him as that. I know him as the guy that wrote the song for... Um, what is the TV show? Uh, Sanford and Son. Because oh. it always shows up on uh, Sanford and Son, Quincy Jones. But he was Quincy Jones born today. What year? 1950. 1950. Mr. Jonathan. 1930. 1930. And Barry Stein. 1935. 1935. 1930, Mr. Jonathan will take it as 33. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Something smells. I did not yes. look <laughs> it up. Why? I am so, such. I am so competitive. If I did look this stuff up, which I did not, I would have nailed every single one. No, that'd be too obvious. Boom. No. Why would I want to not more be more plausible obvious? than I? You guys could end up beating me with lucky guesses at that point. All right, this one you will not get. This is an entrepreneur, Jerry Greenfield. Jerry Greenfield. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's, co-founder of the ice cream company <clears throat> Ben and Jerry's, with his friend Barry Ben Cohen. Uh, he set up. His first ice cream parlor in 1977 in Vermont and uh, was on the hit show, The Cigar Authority, <laughs> where he smoked cigars and uh, because that's what he loves to do. Um, he has named his ice cream Jerry Garcia and for the Grateful Dead called Cherry Garcia. Um, he's born today. You know, he's our buddy, right? 1945. 1945. Barry Stein. I'm going to go... I'm going to change my answer because I think he's cheating. You're cheating. All right, 1951. But it's going to be like 1946. It's going to be off by one. I have 1940. Barry, never change your guess. 1951 gets two points. Two points. Wow. Which means it's exact, but actually not enough. Two to zero, Chuck. You are on a losing streak. Bad. To Mr. Jonathan's three, and he remains a champion. And this classic day in classic history is brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whichever classic you choose, it is a classic. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And just a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come to any Two Guys Smoke Shop location. That's Salem, Seabrook, or National New Hampshire on your birthday, and they will cut light a free happy birthday cigar for you. We are going to break. When we come back, I'll tell you exactly what I saw day by day in my biggest take back from the trip. Uh, and speaking of take backs, uh, what did I take back? And it's pie day. We're smoking pie, a special cigar made just for today, and we're going to eat some pie too. We've got some great pies here. Um, I think I have, a, have to have a little of all. That's what I'm going to go with. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> <laughs> what about 
It's not your grandfather's cigar. Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed? Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and Punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new Punch Signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. 
that Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. When smoking a good cigar, it should never burn too hot, but cool. Here are the coolest guys around, cool at the other side of the pillow, baby. The Cigar Authority. We're back. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. It is National Pie Day, and we're smoking a Cuban Partagas, a limited-release Cuban Partagas from 2014. And I was told uh, we would be eating pie also. I can't concentrate because there's pies all around me. You know that's all I'm thinking about. I know it's all you're thinking. I have just returned from the motherland. Uh, no, 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 not Italy, where my, my ancestors come from, but Cuba, where in the past 30 years of my life I have dedicated my life to cigars. I consider that the motherland. I was there, um, and uh, I'm going to tell you all about it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. All right, so why don't we start off at the beginning, day one. Okay. You get, out, you get off the plane in Miami, and you jump on a plane, unless there's something going on in Miami you need to tell us about. But you get on the plane, you hit Cuba, you land, and go. Okay, so I had to go to Miami first because I had to make the morning flight, right. and there was no way to do it. They want us at the airport um, much earlier than you would, you would expect. I needed to be uh, at the airport at 10 a.m., so there was no way I could get to the airport at 10 a.m. for a 3 o'clock flight. What? Okay, so that's Crazy. the first thing. Now, remember. You, Five hours. Right. You need to be at the airport to check in at 10 a.m. The flight is at 3. But that's 3 o'clock Cuban time, which is the same exact time, even though actually clocks uh, oh, went, yeah. fell back last um, spring ahead. Yeah. So I lost an hour of sleep on top of it. So... I, I get there, and you know me. I got to be there by 10. I'm there at 9, which is really 8. It's leaving at 3. And everything at this point, I realize that everything goes slower. And it, it, we thought it was Dominican, and we thought it was Miami. It's got to be a whole Latin thing, Latin American thing, because the plane not only boards at 4 o'clock, it says on time on the thing, because it's not even late. That is regular. That is on time. An hour late is, is there. So this is the first thing I learned. World Atlantic Airlines, that is the, the plane that uh, I have never heard of, nor did the guy that was driving me to the airport from the hotel in Miami. But I got there no problem. Um, the good news was first class. Was it a jet or a propeller? It was a jet. Uh, Coke, Ish. Sprite, water. That's the whole thing because the flight is 40 minutes. No, from Miami. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You go up, 
You go down, and that's it. Um, joining me was Jessica and Keith. They're from California. Uh, Keith is a consumer, uh, loves cigars, Venice, California. And his wife, Jessica, who said right off the bat, really not into cigars, don't know a lot about them and stuff, but she's a trooper. She learned, and she smoked right along with us, and uh, she's got it. She and I'm sure they're both listening right now. I'm sure they are. And uh, they, were, they were fun, and um, Jessica actually went to college up here at uh, um, BC? BU, BU. Uh, Kathy was uh, a retired military woman, and she is a consumer also, and she was there. Now, I thought for sure it was going to be six geeky guys, but it was three and three. No kidding. Wow. A balanced roster, they call it. Next up was, was... was Jennifer. She's a retailer uh, in uh, Springfield, Missouri. She owns a cigar store with her husband called Just for Men. Christian's her husband, Just for Men in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, I did a lot of talking with her about her business and uh, talking shop and stuff. Smart, smart retailer. You would love her. She, she got it going on. Well, she works at a store called Just for Men. Right. I'm in. Just for him. And um, the other one was Skip Martin. He is a manufacturer um, of a cigar we smoked last week. Yeah. That I, that I heard for the first time that he was going to be on the trip. Um, he uh, has a company called Roma Craft, and the Cro-Magnon was uh, the cigar we smoked last week, right? And um, yes. So he was with us. And our host for the event, uh, the person that got us all together and put us through legally, again, I am a U.S. citizen. I am an American, law-abiding, and would had the opportunity a million times to go. Would never go unless I went legally. Uh, this was a bucket list thing that I wanted to do uh, before I died. And it was Colin Ganley. Colin is a former editor of Cigar Journal magazine. He was a runner-up as the man of the year in Cuba for the humanitarian things that he's done in that country. He is the owner now of Twin Engines Coffee Company, which we had him on uh, as we drank his coffee. And he was the host for us for his company called Cigar Tourism. Uh, look it up, Cigar Tourism, if you want to do it, because this guy's the one that got it going on. Yeah. He got us in places that we could never go to without him. Uh, and he pulled it off for me to legally get me inside. There. Is he a cigar celebrity in Cuba? Do they know yes. him? Yes. They absolutely know who he is. Absolutely. No doubt about Rock star it. Rockstar status. Rockstar. Rockstar. No doubt about yeah. it. So we land in Cuba, and they put a, bring us into a separate area, a VIP area, where there's a little bar set up, and they have uh, cocktails and no, actually no cigars, but cocktails. Um, they have uh, two local beers, uh, Crystal Cristal beer and Bacanero beer. Those are the Cuban beers that are there. Obviously, I had to try them. Uh, Obviously. So now you're two beers in. It's nap time. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, it was funny. As you're going through um, the customs there, the main concern was not that you came from the U.S. or what do you have with you or anything. Have you been to Africa? Uh. And I said, no. And he said again, uh, you were in Africa and pointed at me. You were in Africa, and I said, "No, I wasn't an African." He he looks, takes my glasses off to look at me in the eye when wow. I said it, and I'm like, "Wow!" And then I questioned the, the people I was with, and they asked also. Uh, they asked them that. Uh, that's a big. That's concern. intense, right there. That big but concern. If I you from- were in Africa, 
Yeah. Twice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, the Ebola, right? Oh, yeah. I, need to start, I need to start asking people questions like that. First, ask them when they say no, go, no, you did it. Yeah. They ask you me did again. it. Take your glasses off, and then they ask me again. Wow. You didn't clean the ashtrays, did you? So I thought it was weird. Uh, <laughs> so uh, at that point, we take two cabs uh, to our hotel. We stayed at the Parique, P-A-R-Q-U-E, Parique Central. Uh, you get there right at the thing. They have a rum and coke for you to drink while they're checking you in. It was pretty cool. Cuban Coke. Cuban Cola, whatever it was called. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Havana Club. Everything is Havana Club. As we're driving down there, you can see all the propaganda um, billboards and everything wow. with Fidel Castro and the fist pump and the uh, unity and the, they're the greatest thing. It's, you know, a little freaky. Wow. Yeah. At the end, did you start to believe it a little bit? No. Okay. <laughs> you can't help but notice the old cars. They're everywhere. It's either old U.S. cars like Oldsmobiles and 50s, Oldsmobiles, Chevys, um, or, and, uh, or it will be the Russian old cars, kind of boxy. Yeah, there yeah. was a name for it. I forget what it was. Um, and the old buildings. Really... Uh, dilapidated, you know, they need cement apparently, they need paint, um, but they're standing there and, you know, wow. we don't have any of that. And that, some of those things I posted on uh, Facebook, uh, so you'll see some of the pictures of it, everywhere you look is um, this type of look that it has to it. Uh, why they don't fix it up, maybe that's part of the um, allure of, of the tourism, I don't know. Um, but paint, really? I mean... <laughs> Uh, we went to the hotel. In the hotel, there's Casa de Habanos, which is the cigar stores. They're everywhere in Cuba. Uh, right on the second floor of the hotel, there was the cigar store that was in there. Um, bless you. Um, third floor, a pool area, which I figured that's where we could smoke. Well, you can smoke anywhere. You can smoke in the elevator. You can smoke in the lobby. You can smoke in the restaurant, in the hotel. You smoke anywhere you want. Everywhere I asked, they said, of course. May, may fuma? May I smoke here? Of course. Wow. Like, why would you think any different? <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm from the United States. We have laws yeah, against this. No, this is a free country. You smoke anywhere you want. Not like America. Yeah, that's freedom. Wow. It was uh, everywhere, everywhere you went. So my first stop uh, at, the, at the hotel uh, while we're there checking in, I had to go right to the um, cigar store and let me start smoking cigars. So I purchased a uh, Monte Cristo Open Master. This was a new Monte Cristo with a second band on it, Open Master. Um, Secondary band was green, right? Yes. Yes. And um, the Monte Cristo number fours that I have here, I bought a little five-pack in case somebody I was with needed a cigar. A uh, very debonair of you. And um, ordered a mojito because that's their thing. Um, that's with the crushed uh, leaves at the bottom with mint leaves. Mint leaves. Yeah. Um, because that's what they do. And uh, I lit that up and had a mojito. Um, and then next was the uh, Monte Cristo number four, along with a rum and Coke, which later became a Cuba Libre. That's the rum and Coke is a Cuba Libre. I don't know if we know that or whatever, but that's what they Barry, call it. Barry, mark that down in the file, please. Yes. <laughs> Cuba Libre. Um, 
as I was sitting there and we're sitting there talking, I'm looking through my passport and the warning to all of you out there, and I know this is a, a, a change that just happened, they stamp your passport now. Before, when an American would go in there, you, there would be a piece of paper inside your passport, which they would stamp, and they would never stamp the pa- actual passport itself. There was the first stamp that was there. Maybe the and uh, Colin was amazed. Everybody was amazed. Looked at the passport. And they go, "Oh my God! This is the first time wow. we ever got stamped. This is what they're doing now." So if you think you're going to leave from Mexico, you're going to go from another uh, Canada, and you're going to go in as a U.S. citizen, and they're not going to stamp your passport. They are, and now you have broken the law. So you, you cannot go to Cuba unless you go direct. No, from you, the can US. Go, you can go. You can go from Mexico and get in, but. They would not stamp your passport. No, but, but they that, do it. So, but it, so it's illegal, is what I'm saying, is to go to Mexico. Uh, we, we've got someone here that said that the, Dwayne is going to go on vacation yeah. in Mexico, he's and not, he thinks he's going to puddle jump over to Cuba. That's illegal. You can only go to Cuba if it's a direct flight from the U.S. as a U.S. citizen. You need approval from the government to go to Cuba ah. because we have an embargo against them, and we can't just go. So it, it can't. Has it been done? Yes. Many times, and a lot of people I know have done, oh, yeah, just go to one of the islands, go to Aruba, and then you go over. You go to Dominican, you go over. Go anywhere you can go and go over because they won't stamp your passport. My point here is they stamp your passport starting now. So the, the game is over. But you can legally go. You just have to go through the process. So go through the legal process. You know, and you're going to have to do some humanitarian things. And this thing was people to people. And, yeah. and we helped the people and talked to the people. And uh, it was a people to people type of thing. So what did you bring down? Backpacks or something? What was your humanitarian thing? I used money. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I thought it was easy to carry. And uh, <laughs> I'm actually jealous that you have a Cuban stamp in your passport. Okay. You can, you can pull it off. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you at the end of the show uh, how you can go, how you guys can go. I think the next trip is going to be in May, another one in November. And um, it, 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 you're going to be able to do it soon, but I would recommend to do it sooner than yeah, later. Now, now be- is the time to do before it. Before yeah. they fix these you dilapidated. Can't, you can't do it after it's been Americanized. Yeah. It's not the same. So later we're off to dinner. Um, I have at that point had the open master. I had the Monte Cristo number four. Um, and now it became a boulevard with a meal that had beef. Proteins are tough down there. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, you didn't see beef on the menu uh, a lot of places. There it was right at the beginning. We went to a place called Havana Gourmet Restaurant. Uh, then off to La Favorito, uh, which is the bar where Hemingway drank. By the way, this one is, I saw pictures with Hemingway there. Uh, I took a picture with me with the statue of him sitting there. But most places you go to, it's the place Hemingway drank. Apparently a raging alcoholic (laughs) because he drank everywhere. So uh, he he had a house there in Havana and um, people would walk him home and all kinds of stuff. I heard a lot of stories about uh, Ernest Hemingway. Back to the hotel. Hotel, small room. Small beds and uh, cold water. Yeah, I was going to say, you you had mentioned earlier, running water was kind of an issue. Mm. Pressure, water pressure. Yes, yeah. It's not like... We we went to three different hotels, so it it got better at the very end. It got really good. Um, But um, we got our use out of Havana, Cuba, because we stayed at that... um, La Favorito bar till it closed, (coughs) and you'll see the pattern that happens. We closed everything we 
We did. Um, and and the, the people I was with were troopers. It wasn't over yet. I mean, I was the first down every night. You know, okay, I'm going Which isn't like you. You usually like to wait for someone to wave the flag. Yeah, but they, they weren't going, you're man. Getting, you're wow. getting old. I mean, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm and, and we're starting early to, to get going. So I'm waving the flag. I'm saying, okay, enough is enough. I'm, I don't understand why on these trips they start so early. Give everyone a chance to sleep in. You know everyone wants to stay up late. Absolutely. Shoot the breeze, tell stories. It's vacation. Sleep is overrated on vacation. It is. You didn't, you, honestly, you didn't want to waste your time sleeping. You know, it would be a shame if you spent too much time sleeping. But it, it was, uh, I'm tired right now. You look it. You know, it was tough. So Monday morning, uh, I skip breakfast and choose for the extra hour sleep. Me skipping breakfast. You so must have been tired, my friend. I was tired. Uh, and it, it was said that we were going to start walking around Havana. So uh, we did. And uh, when you walk out into the street, they like a – you must glow or there must be some sort of bullseye on you. There's people everywhere, but they know you are Americano right off the bat. I did not blend. They came up to me and – Were you the fattest guy on the island? Because that was a concern of yours. I don't think so. All right. There were fat people. <laughs> uh, nice to know my people are well represented. Yeah. It wasn't like they were everywhere, but uh, it wasn't as, as bad as I thought it was going to be as far as everybody was going to be brown and little. And there I stood out as, as the big fat white man. But uh, that's not the way I saw it, but I was drinking a lot. So that takes away a yeah, lot you of two, stuff. You had, you had two beers and a rum and coke. Well, that's, that's not it. a lot. That's a lot for me. for the record. Um, they ask Cohiba as soon as they see you. And they sell Cohibas in the street. Everywhere. Really? Everywhere you go. It's got to be the number one thing of, and no other brand. It's Cohiba. That's wow. what they want. That's what is asked for. That's what they believe Americans want. So uh, the group meets out, and we take a walk to the Potagas factory. Potagas factory. Uh, where I got this box of cigars. The factory is under construction. It's dilapidated. It's fallen apart, and they're fixing something, obviously. Uh, we get there. The, the um, Casa de Habanos is open where they bring the cigars in, and um, we go in there and we shop, and I bought this box of cigars um, on, the, on the first, on that Monday. Uh, when we got there, um, they have a private lounge. Again, Colin knows the people, and they let us into the smoking lounge, and we hang out there and we drink, and this beautiful art on the wall. I took some pictures of that. Uh, plenty of cigars and rum, um, but only one box of Partagas in the Partagas factory. What? And I bought it. That was it. All right. You're, you're teasing this like there's a story. <laughs> no, that's it. There was only one. You go into the Partagas factory. Listen, I'm an entrepreneur. This is the, the takeaways I got from there that in the Partagas factory, I would have lots of Partagas. You would think. And there was one box. For, that was it. But for, they, they think Cohiba, 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 Cohiba. It's all Cohiba. You walk into, say, I'm looking at the sign right there. You walk into Nick Perdomo's factory, and there's Perdomo's everywhere. Yeah. You could buy a box of Perdomo. That's all they have. Anytime you want. Right. That's all they have is, is Perdomo. You're telling me in Cuba. In the Partagas factory. In the Partagas factory. There's one box. There's of a box. There is none because I bought you it. You bought it. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and, the and it's from 2014, closed. so it obviously didn't sell. Correct. Well. Correct. Unbelievable. You know, uh, that tells so, me, actually, that tells me they're exporting everything. They don't have anything in there Correct. to sell. Were there they're any boxes everything. of other things? Were there Monte Cristos, yep. Romeos? Mm. Yep, yep. 
Were they the made at the Partagas factory? Yes. Ah. So in these factories, the Partagas factory doesn't make Partagas cigars per se. They may, but they make cigars. And I'm watching everything being made, not at the Partagas factory because, again, they were closed, but the other factories, I watch them being made, and they have not determined what the cigar is yet. They're just making cigars. And then it is, it's based on size, and it's based on color. So you've got a leaf that can roll a Churchill. The guy rolls a Churchill. That same guy on the next leaf might be a Toro size, and he rolls a Toro. Nope. He, this guy's rolling Churchills. So he's got, all right, he's got the what, right size leaf. And what will the Churchills become later on? And if they pair up with multiple different things, size-wise, they could be any of these things. So they, they explained to me how they put the cigar together. Every single um, cigar, again, these are Puro cigars, right? It's Puro meaning it's all, all Cuban, Cuban tobacco. tobacco. <clears throat> now, Cuban tobacco plants have different primings. The bottom part of it, the viso, or even below that, is the, the bottom third, they call it. They don't separate it the way we have said many times of how it's done. The bottom third is for combustion. So they'll take a leaf from the bottom third... And it will be a combustible leaf that will help burn the cigar. The middle part of the plant, they say, is aroma. And that will be there so the cigar smells good. Hmm. The top part of the plant is for strength. So they put some, some of that tobacco in to add strength to it. Nowhere do they put it for taste. It is not even, wow. and I'll get deep into of it because we, I participated into the, the tasting of it, but it is. This they is don't a, blend for flavor. For flavor. The number one thing that every <laughs> other cigar rolling country blends for, the number one thing is flavor. Yeah. I would argue that they would let combustion go before they would let flavor go. I'm, I'm telling so you what no, they told me. There's no variation, separation of Criollo and Corojo nope. and... It's just of, of what type of thing? None. So none the, that I saw. So the, and I saw a lot of stuff. The master blender's job, I would imagine, there is, is no very, there very is no, easy. I, I was not introduced to any blender. I oh went to the God. farms. I went to the to the factories. It was not about a blend at all. And no it, kidding, it was not. Uh, mind equals blown right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you go into the Casa de Habano stores, three-quarters of the store is rum, and a quarter of the store is the cigars. And it's mostly singles. The singles are on the table, open boxes, and you buy, you know, it's, it's people visiting Cuba, sure. and they buy singles. Right. In order to get a box of cigars, I had to wait and get the guy to unlock the door to go into the humidor where the boxes of cigars were because people weren't buying boxes of cigars. They buy singles. No kidding. Which is how U.S., I mean, it's mostly single cigars, too. But you're in Cuba. You buy boxes of cigars. They yeah. home or whatever. Um, so um, looking through my notes here, we went by the, um, I, don't, I don't want to call it the beach. We went by the water because not much of a beach. There's a wall, retaining wall, that actually uh, somehow takes the salt water and there's trenches that it goes in and only it kind of filters itself and turns water, salt water, into usable water for something. <laughs> These people don't waste anything. It's amazing. It is. It's amazing. So right from where we were, it's like the people in Florida 
looking at um, Cuba and say 90 miles. I was 90 miles from Florida, but no sign. Yeah. They don't want to let you know that it's, it's not that far far there, away. There wasn't a lineup of refs? There was not. And, I, and I'll get into that. It doesn't seem like they want to leave. I mean, the people are pretty happy with where, where they are. So uh, I got so much, man. I got two shows, three shows worth of material here. Well, you better crank it out in the next hour. That's all there I'm saying. There we go. When we come back, uh, I'll, uh, I'll bring you back... Uh, deeper with what we ate, what we drank, what we smoked, uh, and lots more. It's pie day, and uh, we got pies here, and we'll, we'll smoke a special pie cigar, and uh, lots more. So uh, we got Gentleman Chuck Morrison, uh, Old Fat Freddy, uh, and uh, new cigars hitting the shelf here in America. America. Uh, Norte Americano. America. North America. Norte Americano ah. is different than the rest of the Americans, by the way. All right. Okay, so take that. So we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Hey, when you're smoking your Edition Limitada 2014 out of the Partagas factory, and it happens to be the only box in existence, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back with hour number two to hear more of this enthralling story from David Garofalo right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. 
Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, this extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at lagloriacubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And wait. The authority on everything cigar. Shake your butt. In. Yeah, and out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the ball, babe. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Yeah. Woo! Shake and bake! And we're back with our number two. I'm back from Havana, Cuba this morning. And uh, we're smoking Cuban cigars legally. Nice aroma. Nice aroma. It, it was exciting. It was really something. I have so much to tell you. I have four pages of notes to go through, and I got to a half of one page. So there's no way I'm going to end up telling you everything that I want to tell you. That's all right. We got, we got show fodder for the next four weeks. I'll, I'll end up coming to a conclusion of it, and, and we'll talk about different things as, as it goes through. Instead of staying to my notes, because uh, I wanted to make sure I, I captured everything that I, so I wouldn't forget all the highlights. There were so many highlights. Unbelievable experience. I recommend it, and I'll tell you at the end of the show how you can how you can do it yourself and, and be part of it, and you should, before all the changes happen. But um, today is Pi Day, and to this extreme of 3.1415 is 2015. This is the, the deeper it's going to get ever in our lifetime. So I thought we should have pie. I left it up to you guys. I'm going to say, damn, good job. We got, Thank you. We Thank have you. a lot of pies. We get six pies. Total. Six pies. Perfect. You, you, you know how to play with me now. You know how, how this thing runs down, right? <laughs> there was the one time I didn't get enough pizza, and since then I've over-ordered Over-order, overdo it. It's uh, better to have too much, and we have guests, so we do. now we can have pie we for do. them and cigars for them, and uh, that's way. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to our number two of the Cigar Authority. Broadcasting live from the La Florida Minicana studios. You can't forget that. Thank you. They're they're an advertiser now. We go. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop right here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist... We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live eating pie right here on Pie Day at thecigarauthority.com. How exciting. Uh, you can catch the podcast on demand at any time. <laughs> you simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud. There's so many places you can get us because we're actually better if you don't understand the language. 
Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So uh, here's the cigar. It's coming out one day and one day only, and that day is today. Well, we don't know what's going to happen in a millennia. Yeah? This will happen again a millennia from now, so... You know, they, they might have a pie cigar then, too. Okay. So, anyway, uh, tell us about a Barry. It's pie. Well, the pie cigar comes from the Leandis Cubanus factory in the Dominican Republic. Um, the cigars were rolled over a year ago, and they've been resting in the aging room. Um, they feature an Ecuador, Connecticut wrapper over a Sumatra binder with fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. The MSRP before local taxes is $10 per cigar, and only 3,141 mm-hmm. cigars of course. were made. And they are distributed via the United Cigar Group retailers, and uh, they're available at shops that are members of the group. Are you trying to tell me that someone in the cigar industry had some forethought and planned this out a year ago? That's right. That, that, man, is, that man's a genius. That is bordering on insanity. That could be the asylum segment right That's there. That's because he loves pie. <laughs> and I didn't know it had anything to do with this kind of pie. I thought you, it was this kind were, of pie. You were all excited for the wrong reason. And some totally useless information. Yeah. This morning, MIT announced their acceptance for next year at 314.15 at 9.26 a.m. So it was a little geeky. That took Pi Day more than a little geeky. Took to the extreme. That's a, that's a room full of people that have never been laid and never will get laid. <laughs> Even if they go to Hawaii, that's they're going to pre- get skipped in the line. That's a prerequisite of going to <clears throat> MIT. I would imagine. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo. Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. They lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And let's see the cigar. I did smoke the cigar a year ago when it first came in and haven't smoked it since. It's been sitting for a year. It's in a nice draw. That's because it's not Cuban. (laughs) Tight draws in Cuba. Hard to keep it lit. Hard to keep the cigar lit is what, what, the biggest takeaway, I would say. Call me a homer, but there's more flavor on this, and it's just barely lit than what we were smoking. Strawberry rhubarb pie. That is the cold draw. Can I get a sound effect, Chuck Morrison? Crickets. Can I get an amen? Not the Can one I, I want to put. We're going we're gonna to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Injector. It is a twenty-seven ninety-nine quadruple. Yes, that is correct. Quadruple jet lighter. The flame does change color once the lighter's been lit it's for about, about six five dollars seconds. a jet, and it does feature the patented big ass Vertigo tank. Heck yeah! And the big window that's in it that you can see how much fuel you have. Which and is you your... can see how big ass the tank is. I didn't take this one along with me only because it has a full metal jacket to it, and I thought it would have a problem going through the radar. But the regular one that I did take, which is the um, that's the Vertex Cyclone. Cyclone uh, no problem. Two of them went through, and there was the time that I was carrying everyone's lighters for the uh, for the trade show. I was bringing all the backup lighters, and I got stopped not for the lighters. My yes, my suitcase my corkscrew. suitcase could have exploded from all the butane that was in it, live butane. But I get stopped for a corkscrew, and Dave asked the question, "Why do you have a corkscrew in your really? carry-on? Why? Why? Don't, why don't you?" Is my question. Why don't you? What if you come across a bottle of wine? You're going to try to use your shoe to open it? I no, I'll have, the, I'll have the guy that brings me some, the wine over open it. Were you buying your wine off the streets in, in Vegas? <laughs> I'd rather not talk about yeah, it. Yeah. 
The guy <clears throat> brings your wine in a glass, and he pours it for you. Don't sniff the cork. That's no. all I'm going to say. I got you. Stay away from that. So, can we soak the cork? But boom, boom, ching. <laughs> there we go. I'm so, sure you've soaked many a cork in your life. So let me think of some of the, the highlights because I have everything here. Uh, one big thing is we went to Voldebajo, uh, the Hotel Voldebajo, uh, which we know there's a cigar brand of it, uh, in Pino del Rio. So that was about a two-and-a-half-hour ride out to Pino del Rio. We went one end to the other. Um, we wanted to see the factories that were over there. We wanted to go to the Robinia Farm. And um, the quality of the hotel dropped dramatically at that point. But, again, who cares? Uh, we we got to get. You can always can. shower when you get back. So we went to some cigar factories that were there. Um, uh, I can't find where on this thing because I have so many notes here. But the factory, whatever it was, it started with the, the cigar brand that starts with a V, Cuban cigar brand. Vega, v- v- the new one that was yes. just in the list that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. Okay, so I, we went to that factory. I'd rather say synonym than say that word. They don't have any of those cigars in that factory. Not one box, not one. Because if there was one, I would have bought the one box that they had. They had none. So, again, it doesn't end up happening. Also, what I saw is the draw testing machine. Ah, do tell. They had a machine, but they weren't using the machine. But they were testing, draw testing every cigar. I was appalled. I was, I was Did involved. they have a goat? Well, I mean, what they do you... had the people that were rolling the cigars actually putting it in their mouth before they put the wrapper on to make sure the draw. And Christine, both, did you already light yours up over bo- there? Both sides. There? I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> when I went later to the H. Upman factory, I said, why are they doing that? And they said, they don't do that here. But I don't know which cigar comes from which place. We because have they kissed a woman, Cuban woman by tastes proxy. Like, tastes like Tic Tac. And wow. af- after we ended up doing that, we went to more cigar bars and, and drank more and smoked more. Unbelievable. And the following morning, we got up early and we drove to the tobacco fields. We went to Hiroshi Robanya's, um, well, actually the Robanya tobacco field, Alessandro Robanya. Uh, this is from, um, that, that field has been there um, since the 1800s. 1846, I believe. From the, the family there, it was uh, beautiful. And uh, I would I, now there I would live. This is countryside type of things. There was I think seventy something tobacco fields owned by different people that lived there. Now owned by, well they allow them to operate their own tobacco fields. And okay. They, they have to sell every leaf they have to the government. And at that point, what does the government do with it? They say which priming. That's is all this? they care about. That's it. After they roll the cigar, they go by color. Nowhere so, in there, when they're, when they're separating the tobacco, are they concerned with things like color, what farm it came from? Well, because they wet tobacco, when they put the tobacco together, the color ends up changing, so they're not sure of what color they're going to end up getting. So, and they, and lots of separation by color. You see all the people you know, doing that that you see in other tobacco factories. Theoretically, then, in the same box, because you could have a difference in strength from the lower part of the, the Harrow primings to the higher part. If you get up to the Corona, so you could have a dramatic increase in strength inside the same box. Inside the same box, the cigars are going to be different. I am, you know, quite sure that you're not going to get identical cigars um, based on what I saw. That 
you know, if you've ever had a, a, a real good Cuban cigar and you say, oh, my God, I got a real – that was the best Cuban cigar I ever smoked, and that cigar was great. The one next to it, maybe not so, yeah. it's, assuming we got this box. I think uh, when we were smoking all the same Cuban cigar – that we might not have been, this happened to be a limited release, so there's probably not an identical size and wrapper color to that, so you, gotcha. you maybe have it. So maybe that's the go-to is, is the limited release. Maybe that's the go-to period out there, and, you know, if you want something that's the same, you've got big companies that, you know, try to produce the same exact cigar every time. You can't, as, you know, right. not too exactly alike, but I'm going to say they're, they're very different um, they're not going through the process again. There's nobody driving the boat, you know, of this is the way it is. I don't know. That, that's the takeaway. So, uh, you know, there's so much here I'm going to take. I'm going to go to my conclusion page to try to give you the wrap-up of it. And I, I thought I was going to be able to get through all this. Uh, apparently not even close. Again, I haven't finished one page of it. So we're still on day one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go to the conclusion of it to, to, to give you a – a recap of what I got from all this that I didn't read out to you. And th- this can linger on for weeks and weeks, I guess, of, of the different things I learned. The, uh, Will you get to what you could bring back or no? Will we have time? What did I bring back? Yeah. Yeah, we can pull that off too. Uh, so here's my conclusion. Uh, the number one thing is God bless America. We don't know how lucky we got it. You know, thank God we were born here and we have the opportunities, which is what they don't have is the opportunities. The country itself is better than I thought it would be. Uh, the, the history of that country, uh, which is a big thing, uh, the culture, the happiness of the people. They're very, very happy people. They don't have much, but they're happier than Americans. I believe it. Um, lots of music and dancing in the street, and they're happy, and they dress clean and nice. They all have houses. There's nobody living on the streets or anything like that. Um, some of the parts are much like the Dominican Republic, which I've seen many times. Some of it looks like Nicaragua to me, uh, with people uh, walking around and biking and scooters and things like that. And some of it is actually like Little Havana. You wouldn't know that you weren't there. You know, it really looks like that. Uh, in Havana, it seemed more like New Orleans. Uh, in, in Old Havana, they call it, with potting in the streets, lot, lots of drinking, uh, cheap souvenir places and things like that. There's a lot of that. The highways itself, they were great. The roads were perfect. Uh, even though um, there's not a lot of cars that are on there, it's, it's all well-maintained with cut grass on the side and flower pots. And so it's a lot cleaner in Nicaragua in that aspect. It's cleaner than Nicaragua. Paved? It's a Pan-American highway. is like a paved. landfill. Yeah, very nice. With hot top. Hot top, very nice. An interesting thing that happens is people are walking on the highway to the side of the highway. If you are, did well enough that you are able to have an automobile, it is the law that you must pick them up. If they raise their hand and you're driving down the road, you have to pick that person no up. No kidding. You have to. You don't have to take them where they want to go. Um, you, you <laughs> Drive don't have to for go 10 any, feet, get out. No, you don't have to go any further than you were going to go. But as far as you're going to go, if they're going to go further than that, you're going to take them all the way there. And they're looking at cars to make sure you're picking people up along the way. Wow. So everybody has, you know, basically hitchhiking. They didn't put their thumb out or anything like that. They raised their hand. Now, we had a full uh, car, so we didn't pick people up. But you saw people raise their hand, and as we went by, they looked like, what the hell? You didn't pick us up, but we were full anyway. But we would have had to do that, apparently. Uh, safety. 
I felt it was safe. Really? Down there. I walked the streets by myself, day and night, no problem at all. Uh, there's a flea market area that's there uh, in Old Havana. It was uh, very congested. Um, it's the place everybody goes to, you know, um, and but they sell their little trinkets and stuff. This is how they make you see a license plate that's here. The guy's set up. He's got his license plate, and he's got a salt pepper shaker, and anything that he had in the house, who the hell knows what it is, and people go buy it, and you barter with them. I don't speak the language anyway, and, you know, the guy said $25. This is their dollar. Again, I paid 100 U.S. dollars, and I got 80 CUCs, is what they call them, 85 CUCs. It depends where you, where you get it or what the percentage you're going to get back. There's two kinds of money. There's money for Americans, and there's money for everybody else. The American money has pictures of, and I gave you guys yeah, yeah. Uh, some money, there's pictures of statues or buildings on it. And then there's the money that they use, which is faces that are on it. Never should you receive a face back as change. That's their money, and, hmm. it's, and it's valued a different way. So we're supposed to pay with buildings and get buildings back, and they have faces. They get paid their $30 per month. That's what they get paid, and they get faces with that. Um, I tried to actually get some faces back and asked, just, just as a souvenir. Yeah, sure. Uh, couldn't, couldn't get it. So, uh, as I say, um, the flea market area, they would be selling their goods, and this was the humanitarian part of it. I bought a lot of crap, you know, this stuff here. You bought a license plate for $30. Yeah, it was 25 but I gave them 30 I'm supposed to negotiate <laughs> down, down, and, and <laughs> I give them up. You're like, yeah. no, 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 no. I want to give you 30 and he's like, are you out of your Oh, mind? they were so happy. $5 to make, you know... <laughs> The people happy and whatever, and, and you just do this everywhere. It was, uh, I don't know, I, I felt good about it. And um, Chuck, that's a great gentleman's way right there. It really you, is. If you're looking for notes, you yeah. know, always pay more when you haggle. Now, <laughs> now the, the people do that all, at the car dealership. Everybody works, everybody has a job. There's no unemployment. Everybody has a job, and everybody gets paid the $30. So the, the doctor gets $30, and um, the wow. guy sweeping the streets gets $30. And then they go out and they try to make a buck on the side doing something else, um, like the flea market area or something. They probably do better, I'm sure. The guy did a, took a, you know, an old license plate. He made a, a, a month's salary, you know. Uh, so they, they, they're hustlers, yeah. you know. They, they've learned their way. Um, th there are a few people that are handouts, but most of the people um, want to sell you something as opposed to, you know, give me, give me something. Um, they'll sell popcorn, little paper, plastic bag of popcorn. Um, not a lot of paper goods at all. Like even in the restaurant, a napkin, it's, it's almost like a, a quarter of a piece of napkin. Barely. Toilet paper. Big deal. No toilet paper around. Very, very hard. In the hotel room, we were okay, but um, there's no toilet paper. Wow. So that would be something B -Y -O -T. you'd want to have, yeah, yeah. You'd wanna have <laughs> that in your carry-on. Maybe some baby wipes, too. Um, for the most part, all the people, as I say, were happy. They're poor, but they're happy. I expected uh, scared and sad people, but they weren't. They were, they were all happy people. Uh, they would love the ability to earn more money and work more. This is what I got from them. This is me talking to them on the side and getting as much as I can out of them. They want – that would be the freedom of them to be able to work more and uh, – Well, think about someone like Rafael Nadal or Nick Perdomo, both of Cuban descent and – 
who works harder than them. Right. Mm. They want I mean, to work instilled, more. Instilled from, uh, from uh, being a child, I would imagine. You know, you go out, you earn your living, and you do as much as you possibly can. Um, I believe that they are not looking to get out of the country. They are not looking to get out of the country. They want the ability to stay there and earn. They were explaining to me that in the houses, they are giving a house. This is your house. And generations, so the guy, you know, gets married and he's living with his parents. And they live in there and then they have children. And you got three generations living inside a house like I do. And this is what they want, and their neighbors are their neighbors, and that's the way it is. It's old, like old time where we grew up, and you knew yeah, the yeah, neighbors yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was a nice thing. I mean, if I can earn money, I would be the same way as them. I, I'll take that life, but let me be able to earn more so I sure. can have more things. Did you get a sense that they want to escape away from like communism, or they're very careful not to say that it, it there's propaganda everywhere the signs and things like that nobody was saying bad things about Castro or Raul yeah. or, there was none of that nor did I try to drag it out of them because uh, I don't want them to feel because <laughs> you, you know, didn't want to get actually kidnapped yeah it's, yeah it's communism there's no doubt about it uh, they believe that the embargo will end soon many times I ask many many people when do you think this is going to happen soon soon their eyes open up this is a big deal for them yeah I believe it, too. I believe it's going to end. That's why I believe if you want to see it the way it is, you've got to do it sooner than later because uh, things are going to change there. They believe that their Cuban rum, their Cuban sugar, their Cuban cigars are the world's best. They really believe it. They say it. They believe it. I look them in the eye. They, they have heard it so many times. It's burned into their brain that they have the best. Oh, we have the best cigars in the world. We have the best rum in the world. We have the best sugar. They've been told that. They believe it. Um, this, again, is not what I believe. This is what they believe. Because, frankly, I believe they do not have the best. I wonder if it goes back to your airport experience. You were in South Africa. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like It was weird. It was definitely weird. <laughs> uh, looking at the tobacco plants, and I know a little about it, um, you see the flower on the tobacco plants. You will never see that in Nicaragua or Dominican Republic. They take the flour off it so the nutrients do not go to the flour. And if they're, do, if they're saving the flour to use it for seeds, they would put a bag or something to cover it to save it and wrap it because they're looking the nutrient. let the nutrients go on this plant go so we can get some good seeds out of it. But this was not for seeds at all, and it would be the whole field with the um, flour on it, which is taking the flavor out right. of it. And the suckers, like when you take a... Um, a leaf off, a priming off, and you do it from the bottom up and um, weeks in it, weeks at a time, little, flat, little leaves start coming out of that. They're called suckers, and they suck out nutrients. And people go around the fields in Nicaragua and Dominican Republic and break those off all the time because they want the flavor to go there. There was none of that going on at all. The, the plant just goes. That's the way it is. Well, you're getting your $30 a month regardless. So why go That's out? That's how I felt. Why would it? And kill yourself. And, and so, some of the, the fields you see in the Dominican and Nicaragua, Honduras, Costa Rica, you see that it's like manicured. Any little um, leaf that pops up on the ground or something, they're pulling it out because they don't want flavors to go away from anything. There's none of that. The stuff is just not, not grown wild, but it is not manicured the way it is. It is, um, 
even when you go into the factories, you look at the tools they're using, the plastic molds. They're not the, they're not the nice plastic molds that are used in the other countries. These are cheap plastic molds or that are wooden molds cracked and things like that. They don't waste anything. Right. They'll use it till the end, to the end, to the end, till it's almost gone. So they're, they're Materials, their tools are terrible. Their their chevettes, their their cutters are dull. Um, everything is not. I would think you'd want to have a sharp chevette though, because it would make your life easier. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it would wear it down yeah. after a while, and then it would it wouldn't last as long. And maybe they let them sharpen it once a week instead of every ten minutes or whatever. Um, there's nobody actually driving the company. When you go into the tobacco, into the factory there's, or the field, there is nobody driving that company. The, the exception of it is Romania, which they win the award year after year after year of having the best uh, production. They get the most out of it and everything, and they care. Uh, for some reason, they care, uh, as opposed to it seems like the other people, you know, this is how many pounds I'm going to get, and that's it. And um, I'm wondering if that has anything to do with this. A little insert inside the HR box that, for lack of better phrasing, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but the grandfather on his deathbed hands his grandson, Hiroshi, a note that says, the legacy of our family is in your hands. Don't screw it up. Love your grandfather. And this is what he was raised with. That type of I believe it. That type of drive. I spent five hours with Hiroshi. He took me into his grandfather's house and showed me all his That's awards. That's Alejandro Rabania's house. Yes, all his awards that he won and uh, how proud they are. I asked him if he wanted to leave. He said no. I would like to have, um, and I know he he goes abroad. Mm. You know, he's he's told me stories about him in China and different places that he went to. Uh, but he wants to go back there. That's where his family is and his friends and everything like that. He just wants the ability to be able to better his life. Although it seemed like he had he had it going on. I mean, his little area was pretty well kept and and pretty amazing compared to everything else. Certainly the best that I saw that was there. I didn't see everything, but uh, the best I saw. Uh, the government controls everything. All the factories, everything, um, Hiroshi and everybody, these tobacco field people, which is probably like 90 in Pinot del Rio, they get the tobacco and they sell it to the government and that's it. They have, he doesn't know if any Romania tobacco is in a Romania cigar, he said. I have no idea if there's any in there. It's crazy. Nor do they probably because these things get just shuffled around. The government will never do a better job than, and this is the difference between communism and capitalism, that a capitalist society, we want to do, I want my store to be the best it can be, and I'm going to work hard to make that happen. Everybody is through the government, and nobody's going to be the best they can be on government-controlled anything, mm. and that's what they have, unless it's a monopoly, and then there's only one post office. So it is the best post office we have because there is no company making a post office. They have the monopoly of it. Communism does not drive people to be the best they can be, period. That's a True. takeaway I got. Uh, there is no real carrot or opportunity for them to succeed and to get rich and to be better. It, it, it doesn't exist. Cigars are almost identical in blend. I smoked 50 different cigars. They were almost identical. I watched the cigars being, 
I, listen, I'm, I'm getting ready for all the emails I'm going to get, people telling me that it's all different, and listen, that I, I succeeded in giving money to Cuba, and uh, you know I must be a communist, and how dare you end up doing that. I gave money to the people in the streets. I spent 100 legal dollars of stuff that I could take back. I did not change the economy there by any means at all. Uh, you made I'm, a couple of people's lives better. Hopefully. For them. Hopefully. Uh, and... You sell other people's cigars, therefore, that's why I'm not saying that the Cuban cigars are the best because we don't carry them. I'm just giving you my honest opinion of what I saw and how it came down to. The embargo lifts. We're going to carry them, of course, but this is the the skinny. It is. uh, Every cigar I saw was the same exact type of blend that it went through. It was a low-priming leaf, the the, the, uh, bottom third of the... uh, Cigar for the combustion, the Seiko or the Vallejo for the bottom end, the Viso area, the middle part of the plant was the aroma, the Lajero was for strength on the top of it, all Puro, all Cuban, everything was the same. And I could not tell the difference from one to the other much. They all seemed underfilled, they all seemed overhumidified. Um, I, I did everything. I tried every single one of, of the thing. I, well, all, you're, you're the biggest geek of them all. I mean, you're, you're making it sound almost like a science project here, but you were there in your glory hoping yep. to find that white whale, and it, it just didn't yeah. materialize. Um, the factories are not clean. Um, you don't see people mopping the floors and doing the stuff we see Again, in other factories. You, and why things. would you step well, it up? Yep, well, you're making the same amount of money. Um, and... Uh, Maybe Cuban cigars used to be the best, and maybe someday they will be the best again. But today, they are not the best cigars. I've seen much better factories, much better production of everything, and uh, taking nothing away. Uh, it was cool and awesome to be able to smoke the cigar and see, see the production and everything, and I will be back. So I'm not saying it, it was as bad as, uh, as I'm not going to go back, but uh, it was what it was. And uh, I urge you to do it also. And to do that, uh, you have to uh, contact Colin Ganley, cigartourism.co, or is it .com? I think it's .com. .com, cigartourism. Colin Ganley, he got us into places nobody can get into. Yeah, you really can't just go on your own because you're not going to get the VIP treatment. Five hours with Hiroshi Robania in his fields, and uh, we ate at roadside stands, and we ate in fancy restaurants. We stayed in um, the best that, that was in, uh, apparently, uh, in Pina del Rio, which was uh, Voldebajo. Um, oh, we drove past the tobacco fields of Padron, where their tobacco fields used to be. They were tobacco growers, the Padrone family. Uh, we also drove to 2283. No kidding. Oh, wow. This is El Corojo, uh, Cuba. And, you know, 2283 with uh, Jesus Fuego, yeah. uh, where his family came from, and all these different places. The place, you know, Cuba is not that large. So, all you know, all these different things that were there, it's so much history and so much going on. It, w- it was awesome. It was awesome. I, uh, thanks again uh, to Colin and the whole crew of everybody that was there. They made it fun for all of us. We, we uh, all saw it for the first time, and, and Colin 
taking us around to show us. It's a bucket list check off. It's a, a big takeaway from it. I loved it and enjoyed it. And uh, I'll wrap it up with that because I know we got a lot of things to get to. Yeah, we Let, do. Let's go to break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we'll take a peek into the asylum. We got uh, Bad News Barry with new cigars hitting the shelf. Old Fat Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morrison. We're going to squeeze all this into the last half hour as we come back. And uh, we're going to cut some pie and have a little pie in between. Why not, right? Why not? It's pie day. We're smoking pie cigars, 3.1415, blah, 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 blah. And uh, we'll be back in just minutes. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment. The sparks of conversation. The anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf. Graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Cohiba proudly presents Cohiba Nicaragua a luxurious expression of flavor and complexity. Bringing a new dimension of taste to the Cohiba portfolio, Cohiba Nicaragua is intricately balanced and blended with the finest hand-selected leaves from the volcanic soils of Esteli and Jalapa. Experience luxury with Cohiba Nicaragua. A rich, creamy, full-flavored smoke peppered with bold notes of spice. Find yours today at Fine Tobacconist Everywhere. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Flor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Flor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan. A young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan 
is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. Hi, this is Pete Johnson from Tatawai Cigars, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And I heard while I was away, Pete was in town, and um, Ernesto Carrillo, and I missed a lot of cigar celebrities. Yeah, uh, Garcia was here. Yeah, geez. They must have all heard I was away and said, perfect. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, let <laughs> me get out there. So we killed the apple pie. It's American of us, right? <laughs> well, I didn't realize that we were in a race, and silly me, uh, I was serving the pie as David was eating his slice, and then he said, I win the prize, <laughs> which was the last piece. <laughs> and that, and, and that Mar- Meringue pie that's sitting there, you're going to make believe like it's not even there. You're not even cutting it up. and Let's just make believe like it's not even talking about it. You know what? That's actually a little crazy of me. All right. So anyway, uh, we got a lot to uh, do catch up on. I think we're going to run late today. We'll see what happens. But right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum with some crazy news, the asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! 
It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80 Asylum Cigars. Black ice is believed to be the cause of a freeway pileup involving more than a dozen tractor-trailer trucks that left 12 people injured a few Saturdays ago in eastern Oregon, according to the Oregon police. Among those rescued was a pickup truck driver, Caleb Whitby, who miraculously escaped with minor injuries after he was sandwiched in his vehicle crushed between two big rigs. He was trapped for about 30 minutes inside the wreckage, and his truck was crushed into literally a 4 by 4 cube like that you would see in a cartoon. The injuries that he sustained were covered by two ice packs and a half a dozen band-aids. Caleb was quoted as saying, thank God I'm still alive. Now I've got to go figure out why. Good luck with that, big guy. That's insane. That's asylum. True story. I heard that. Take me away. You believe that? I heard it. Crushed between two tractor trailer trucks. Lived through it. Just a little pocket that was there was him. Go to church, my friend. Go to church. (laughs) Somebody likes you up there. New cigars hitting the shelf, Barry Stein. What's up there? Oh, this week we saw the arrival of the Cro-Magnum Formorian, which is a candela that is released yearly from Roma Craft Tobacco. Did you smoke it? I smoked it. Uh, easily one of the best candelas on the market. Skip told me it was. Period. Uh, full boxes are sold out, but they're still available on twoguyscigars.com as part of the prehistoric sampler that we put together featuring other Cro-Magnum cigars as well. Victor Vitali's Tortuga, Connecticut, which we had the privilege of smoking a few weeks ago, is now available at all Two Guys locations, and it features uh, rich buttery notes with a smooth, creamy finish. Uh, In addition, also, the J.D. Hightower, which is a box-press monster that comes in a 60-ring, 62-ring, and 70-ring gauge. Something I want to say about that cigar. Mm -hmm. We've got some really tough customers here in Salem, and I'm talking about our staff. We all smoked it when it came in. Not one complaint. Not one and complaint. N- not so much on the big ring gauges like that. but Right. Well, yeah. the, the guys all smoked the torpedo. I went with the box-pressed 60, which really becomes a 54, for, what, six, seven bucks? About that. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. They have a nice spicy finish, core notes of nuts and cedar. They're available at all Two Guys locations, twoguyscigars.com. And lastly, pie is here, which we are smoking now, and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Sumatra binder with fillers from Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. And I think I can speak for all of us up here that the cigar is extremely enjoyable. It's very smooth. It would be, remember the strawberry rhubarb? You drop out the strawberry, and you get the rhubarb going in a butter that's slightly browned. And maybe just a touch of brown sugar and nutmeg, and you have yourself pie. You know what's messed up? I'll give you the brown sugar without a doubt. That's the one thing. You take exception to the rest of I've it. I've never had rhubarb, so I can't put my pinpoint well, on rhubarb. Go to Market Basket down the road, pick up a rhubarb pie, and you're going to be like, What's messed it, up is it. the happy birthday cigar tastes like birthday cake, <laughs> and the pie cigar tastes, tastes like, like cru- the, the, the pie crust. Pie crust. That's going to be my my sales pitch, is that you've got crust in your teeth. That's what you're tasting. But it's all mental, right? (laughs) You're mental. (laughs) Why do I even bother coming up with the the tasting notes that I come up with if you're going to throw out pie crust? Pie crust. 
You get some pie cost on you. And you those are the new arrivals this week. Pie cost. You guys. <clears throat> There's pie cost on your nose. Is there? Pie cost. <laughs> there? I, I got it. I you think. Pie cost. <laughs> Go ahead. What? What's a pie cost? About five fifty. Because if I didn't, if I didn't, ask, on, that, if that's, I didn't. that's for all the haters from last week's show that hated uh, the comedy and said that wasn't funny we at got all. A, yeah, we got a mailbag. <laughs> we got a mailbag. Hey, you know what? And and some people would say, you know, keep your keep your negative opinions to yourself. But I like it. I like when someone. So, any new trademarks or anything, Barry? Yeah, we have a few trademarks this week. Oliveros, the parent company of Boutique Blends, files for Pure Seppa. And Encantador. Hirochi Rabanya files for HR in Cuba. No kidding. Yep. Swiss, your international parent company of Jewish State, filed for Blue Lagoon. Warp Cigars files for Futuro. And uh, our friend Victor Vitali is entering the vape business, filing for Happy Juice. Happy Juice. Happy Juice. And it's lastly, uh, Pinar Del Rio files for El Criolo. El Criolito. What's your that? El Criolito. And L vignette. You know what I do for weddings and when I, I've got tough last names is I write it phonetically. Phonetically. Because no that. one else can see it. Okay. There we go. El Criollo Ito and L vignette. And that's it for this week's trademarks. Rabania trademarking something himself in Cuba. This has never been done before. I didn't know. That. How'd you get that information? Um, I, each week I searched through the trademarks. Really? And, and I saw it. Yeah. He had posters and and uh, hats and everything right there in Cuba. Wow. So nice. we're, now you're saying no one's filed for a trademark in Cuba. However, Nelson did, I guess that Byron trademark was already existing, and he purchased it back from Cuba is how Byron came about. It was his family's. Right. But uh-huh. they let it go, and then he was able to get it. They never used it, and he let it go, uh-huh. and then he was able to get it like two guys when the people finally gave up the trademark, left the trademark or something, then I grabbed it. Yeah. Very interesting stuff going on. They're moving and shaking. Let me tell you, on the rub en- run, rum end of it, there's a problem with the trademark in the U.S. for Havana Club. So the Havana Club people know that they're going to be at war in the mm. United States with Havana Club name, so they already trademarked a name in the U.S. for Havana Club, and they already produced the rum. It's all done. The seven-year, um, and I have it here in my notes somewhere, um, of the new brand, this, the product is made, stored, and the only place you can buy it is in their museum or in the United States when the embargo is lifted. Wow. Wow. Talk about being on the ball. Oh, they're on top of it. The yeah. rum people are on top of it. On the cigar end, they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they're not moving ahead. They're not gearing themselves up. It's going to be a mess, to say the least. On the happens. cigar end... Yeah, you really can't grow more tobacco on that island. And when no. it becomes Americanized, some of those fields are going to be sold off. They're going to have less tobacco. I have a plan. I mentioned it to Hiroshi, and he said, "I want you to be the president of the country." I swear to God, <laughs> he said that is perfect. I want you to be the president. And then later, when I left, going to leave, he said, "I want you to be president again." So he loved my plan. I can't share it. Yeah, please, <laughs> please tell us all. I can't yeah. share it. But what I can share is he was a gentleman, I was a gentleman, and here is gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fast and 
gentlemen. And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, a debonair tip to overcome shyness and be more debonair. Three quick ones for you. Start with the easy stuff, right? Good hygiene and dressing well. You'd be truly surprised by how much more confident you'll be when you feel like you look good. You'll carry yourself differently in your interactions and be more inclined to strike up conversations with those you meet. Number two here is to build confidence through mastery of a specific subject or skill. Oftentimes, shyness arises from a sense of not having anything of value to offer to other people. Change that. Become an expert or gain mastery in a new subject or skill. And with the internet nowadays, you could just Google it. Absolutely. Pick up a couple of notes. Yeah, you don't know what to say or what to, you know, find a new subject to master and enter that conversation. Lastly here is to treat every social interaction like a learning experience. When it goes less than smoothly than you wanted it to, a couple questions to ask yourself. How could the situation have gone better? Number two, what could you have done differently? That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? I think I know what the secret is for me winning the, uh, the little game we play. Perfume. So far, so, so far, <laughs> so far, Chuck has not delivered a debonair that I haven't been good at yet this year. And when he does, my losing streak might start then. I don't know, man. You're undefeated or close to with uh, Don't the break your arm patting yourself on the back. I'm just saying. I think that's the key. So hot more debonair. <laughs> I actually listen to Chuck. I do what he says during the week. I practice. So I'm trying to be debonair while I'm down in Cuba, and I'm sitting with people that don't speak English at all while I'm waiting for the rest of the group to get together and get a, something to drink, and I'm sitting outside in the little patio smoking a cigar, and I go to some apps like my beer app. Your beer? My beer app. Do you ever see the beer app, those that are watching on here? So... They'll be standing there, and there's no English to Spanish thing going on. So I just look at them, and I show them this. And I rub my stomach like I need something, and I press the app, and the beer comes up. And they look at it like it's a magic trick. And then I drink, and, and, the, and the beer looks like I drank through, the, through those that are listening on the on the. Uh, they must have been blown oh, yeah. away. I was like, Did you magic. do the change one? Then I used my jet lighter and ooh, flame. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did the change. I put some coins in there, and I make the change pop out of the thing. And they laugh, and there's big smiles, and they're all happy of what's going on. But there's no English. You right. know, can't speak, but do little things like that. And you see them talking to each other and pointing at me like... This man made the coins fall out of his... El Presidente. El yeah. New Presidente. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get caught with people saying that. So uh, it's time for the best tweets of the week, brought to you by our friends at Recluse Cigars. It's time for the social media segment, brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar Today, these are the best tweets I saw all week. Oscar Meyer says his baloney has a first name. Well, I'd rather not know what that is. Why? I see where we left off where we uh, ended last week. Zip it, both of you. (laughs) My sex life is like a Ferrari. I do not have a Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's good. 
Why do teenagers have unprotected sex but spend a fortune on indestructible cell phone cases? Mm, good one. I just sprayed a fly with Axe body spray. He will live, but he's not going to get laid. <laughs> and the best tweet I saw all week, I want to donate my body to science, but more specifically, a scientist who's working on bringing people back to life. Today's social media was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. I don't what? Rolled and two bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. You donate your body to science, and the scientist is the guy who brings people back to life. So if he, if it works, you're, you're alive again. Right over my head. I don't get that at all. Terrible. How? It's, was that good? Literally everybody else got it. You're the only one. No. No. <laughs> I got nothing. Nothing, Tate? Nothing. You got it. So you could smoke cigars everywhere in Cuba, no problem. I would say to them, uh, Fuma, it's okay to smoke a cigar here? And they, of course, of course. But we live in the free country here, Barry Stein. Yes. It's a free country here. What kind of news do you have for us? Bad news as always. <laughs> <laughs> New Hampshire and Illinois have introduced bills that would make it illegal to smoke in your own car oh, if a person under 18 is present. Rumors of General Sakar acquiring Oliva have begun circulating again with two manufacturers in Miami reaching out to me this past week. The alleged rumor says that the sale could be finalized much sooner rather than later. Whatever that means. You're going to not tell us who they are? No. But this I, is I allegedly, I, I right? protect right. my sources. And we, we continue to say allegedly, right? A few weeks ago, we announced in the trademark segment that Yellow, Red, Yellow Rose was registered by Crown Heads. That cigar is set to see the light of day as a Texas exclusive in April. Habanos SA announced that sales were slightly down in 2014, with a total of the sales coming in at $439 million versus the $447 million the year prior. Of Explains. dollars. Dollars. Explains okay. why we had this 2014 release the, left over. $775 million cigars were made in Cuba last year for export. $75 mil, for, for total which is way down from the $100 million. I mean, they dropped 25%. No kidding. Year, wow. yeah. It's a time of year where states are <clears throat> announcing their budgets, and Pennsylvania has proposed a 40% tobacco tax on cigars. Pennsylvania is one of a handful of states with no cigar tax. For the first time in his seven years as governor, Barbie Jindal of Louisiana is backing a measure to raise tobacco taxes. While no set number has been attached to cigars of yet, he plans to tax all forms of tobacco, which he has been against previous years. Hawaii has seen the advancement of a bill that would raise the legal age of smoking to 21 as the measure has cleared the House of Representatives and now moves on to the state Senate. Uh And lastly, ordering in cigars in New York could get harder if Assemblymember J. Gary Prelaw, a Democrat, has his way. He proposed a bill that will require mail-order tobacco companies to have the purchaser fill out a form denoting their age. And that's this week's news. And Mr. Jonathan, any well, good news I, to put on top of that? Because it wasn't, little, wasn't much good news from I got a little news good news. Some of the strongest advocates for a bill to ban smoking at workplaces and indoor public places conceded Monday that the bill will not pass during this session of the Kentucky General Assembly. Senator Republican Damon Thayer, who is against imposing the ban, says he believes most senators are concerned about the infringement on private property rights uh, free enterprise and more big government telling small businesses what to do. 
little good news there. So it's not over, but it's pushed aside for later debate or more um, funding from uh, people to pay the politicians. This one came in uh, last week for me. in St. Joseph, Montana, a petition to repeal a citywide smoking ban was rejected for having 809 signatures of people that were not registered voters. The action wow. committee quickly scrambled and got 855 more and now must wait for the county clerk, Mary Back Garvey, to verify each signature. If they do, the committee will have the 2,568 signatures to bring the measure before the city council for repeal. Could someone please get this chick hired to check and see if Hillary's voters are actually alive at the time of the next election? Here we go. I'm sorry. That's actually bad news because they actually failed once again to get enough signatures. Uh, all right. So <laughs> that one's bad news. I'm, I'm now bad news, Barry. And the last one is earlier this year, the state of West Virginia proposed a tax on other tobacco products, or OTP, which includes cigars at a rate of 10.5%. In February, that proposal changed to 39%. With the current session of the legislature slated to end today, this measure is not expected to be heard, thus leaving the tobacco tax at its current 7%, which is a backdoor good news. Yeah. It's good. You don't have much. We're stretching. You guys ask for good news. It's it's hard to get any in the United States. The good news is you can smoke anywhere you want in Cuba. I just want to say that. It's a communist country. (laughs) They're poor, but you know what? They can light up anywhere they want. I'm trying to weigh it out here. Yeah. You know, there's something could to you live. Could you live on $30 a month? I get if you thinner. Could smoke. I'd certainly <laughs> get thinner. But it, surprisingly, like you, you asked before, if, did I feel enormous uh, being in there? They got some uh, fat people. Yeah. I was surprised. It, it, it's it's uh, lots of um, carbohydrates. There's not, like, even when you get your meals, a little bit of protein, but yeah. lots of carbohydrates. They, all the plantains and the, and the rice and, and breads and all the things I like, you know, but uh, <laughs> that's why I guess that's happening. It is time to take a peek into the aging room with our friend Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, the kids are not allowed to get dirty by playing outside. In my day, we went out in the morning and came home when the streetlights came on. End of story. Nowadays, everyone has a hypoallergenic dog that never sheds. In my day, we had a dog that shed 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And my brother Richard would get so covered in fur that I had to vacuum him off every night before he was allowed back in the house. Nowadays, everyone is a germaphobe. No one eats with their hands anymore. In my day, when Mrs. Fod Freddy and I were courting, there was nothing better than a finger covered in her warm peach cobbler. We were Richard-sucking, warm cobbler-eating men who could go all day long. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Hey, anybody want to smell my finger? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Old Fart Freddy never disappoints. You could have, instead of the peach cobbler, you could have went with the peach pie and connected the dots together. As it's pie day and we're smoking the pie cigar. I've never heard of a peach pie. It's always in reference to cobbler. No, there's peach pie, right? Of course. You can do anything in pie. 
I know we uh, we have a pie over there that has my name on it. The lemon, it's, got, the it's, it, it's got increasingly more finger marks in the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrong person to put that in front of. There we go. Can't wait to cut up the lemon meringue. Okay. All right. We're, we are out of time. We are out of time. We made uh, it. We did it, though. We squeezed everything we could in. I have lots of notes here, so I'll be passing on more information as uh, next week as I look through all the things I forgot, the list of every cigar I smoked, everything that I drank, all the different uh, drinks that they have there. Um, lots of Cuban coffee. We didn't even talk about mm. the Cuban coffee. How did it compare to my Cuban coffee? Yours is better. Thank you. Way to fish for a compliment, There you go. You already knew the answer from earlier today. But, it, I, you know, we expect it to be over the, yeah. over the top. It, it is what it is. You yeah. know, that's it. And, yeah. uh, again, that they have no reason to, you know, love the product and, and, and give it all they have. Uh, they definitely have the soil. They definitely have the, uh, the the weather and all that stuff. Speaking of the weather, hot and humid in Havana, Cuba, for sure. Um, that's it. Next week, uh, we have the folks from Regis Cigars going to join us. Akil. 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 True gentleman. We'll smoke. What is it, two gentlemen? No, a true gentleman. Oh, a true gentleman. You know, gentleman. he has that English accent. Yes, he does. He sounds very intelligent. Anyone who has that accent sounds very intelligent. I mean, he is intelligent, though, I think. He, he is very bright. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we'll, we'll smoke their cigars. We have the latest issue of Cigar Journal just dropped in uh, this week. I didn't get a chance to look at it. I'll be very interested because I had something to do with the tasting of the um, the ratings that happen there. So we'll see uh, how ugly that got or if I hit the nail on the head. Uh, we'll go right through that publication. Remember, folks, this show and every show of the Cigar Authority is absolutely free, so don't be asking for your money back. For Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, Barry Stein, I'm David Garofalo. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And you learned lots of things today, but if you've learned nothing else... Always remember, when you're smoking your pie cigar on the one and true pie day, please keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you back here next week on the United Cigar Radio Network. So tempted. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia. The newest addition to CAO's World Blends is a delicious addition to the CAO Collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, the Icumazinga tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Colombia. Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? Two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shop guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times people have a tendency to be arrogant with you like they know it all. Not the guys, you know what, the guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop, if you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best of guy you can can get for the best deal. You can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high-speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark.